and welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Kelly Patrick, Ashley Danielle, and Todd Neal. Great action this weekend in uh, college sports, NCAA. It's March Madness. A lot of great basketball on the horizon this afternoon and also over the weekend. Louisville was in action last night against Dayton. And they, uh, I would say a, uh, a disappointing uh, outing they had, Ashley, wouldn't, wouldn't you? They didn't perform as Cards, cards fans would have liked them to. Oh, it looks like we're having some technical difficulties with uh, Ashley's microphone. Rightfully so, because she was about to start talking about Louisville, and I really didn't want to hear that anyway. Really? Oh, though, there we go. There we go. All right. <laughs> well, I think, uh, you know, it's tournament time. You survive, you advance. So I think Louisville fans are happy with that. Um, I think our offense at the beginning of the game was very cold. Obviously, we scored, what, 25 points in the first half? So, um, yeah, of course, we don't want to see that. We definitely don't want to see that next weekend. Despite who you play, right? And I, I, did Despite I hear you, who we play. I heard you on the record saying that you may get blow, blown out in your next game, whether it's Wichita State or <laughs> Kentucky, right? What I said, Carlos, since you like to take I things, wanna, I wanna get this since you like to take things out of context, I said that we had to get our stuff together for a cleaner version um, before our next game. We're not going to the Sweet 16 playing like that. We'll get blown out. So... That means that if we score 25 points in the first half against Kentucky or Wichita State, it's probably not going to be a good look for Louisville Cardinals, and that's not what we want to see. Yeah, I would say that the road for Louisville ends at the Sweet 16, um, whether they face Wichita no. State or Kentucky. I don't think it matters. Do I you think know who Wichita State last loss was to? It was the Final Four, I know. To who? Kentucky, well, to, soon to be Kentucky. To, but it was no, the University of Louisville. Last, the okay. Final Four, Louisville. That was a bit... That's more of a reason for them to have a vendetta out against Louisville well, the, if they the win tonight. At the end of the day, we've already proven that we can beat them. And I'm pretty sure everybody on the the red side of the state knows for a fact that we'll beat you guys at this point in the season. So um, I so hope this happens. I really do, too. I so hope you know, I really, you know um, what? If, if this you can, Louisville, I'm not going to say anything the whole week until after the game. That's fine. Because you're gonna and you're not gonna it's, say anything after the game. He's actually gonna be sick next Sunday because he's not gonna want to talk about it after it just happened. But Kentucky will be in the elite eight, just like I predicted. <clears throat> and um, I think the road for Kentucky may stop at the elite eight because you're gonna lose today. No, I said the elite eight. They're so that means you're elite eight. you're losing to Louisville. No, Louisville. They well, no, no. I, I take yeah, oh, right. Yeah, final four. Excuse me, the final four. No. I'm okay, sorry. so <laughs> my bracket and my Thanks bracket. For Kelly. Yeah, and my bracket, I have. Um, Wichita State beating Kentucky, but I would not be upset if Kentucky won so that we can have this rematch and put you in a place where you can shut up for the rest of the year. So if this does happen. A lot's it, riding on today's yeah, game I, I between put, Kentucky and Wichita State. No question. It, it, if, you know, the whole double or nothing, you try to wheeze out no, a because while Kelly, back. Kelly, you uh, were here that day when Todd, he said double or nothing. Todd has it be, recording. Todd said we he pulled the remember, audio, Ashley. but Kelly, you were not here to defend me that day. Did not. Did Todd or and did I went back and pulled the quiet. audio. We have <laughs> the audio ready. Todd's going to play it here in a did second. Did or did not Carlos say Todd's going to play the audio here in a second. Kentucky was going to beat Florida. And he said double or nothing. Carlo, I, I, you did. Should I have you Todd said that. Should I have Todd hit play? Yes. Todd hit play, please. Todd Thank hit you. play. <laughs> Todd, well, Todd's on the call right now, but he's going to hit play because we went back and dug it up. Todd no, and I didn't. went back and, yes, we did. We no, you found didn't. it. You did not. Because if you found up, it, you would have let me hear it already. We're going to play this clip coming up here shortly. Please. But also, uh, Kelly, the most impressive team I've seen thus far okay. is the Florida Gators, man. No yeah. way. 
I mean, well, oh, I mean, that played exciting. Who's your most impressive team, Ashley? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Florida and Kentucky I'm is totally playing the best basketball right now. No, I disagree with that. Kentucky's definitely not playing the best basketball, and that's not being a Kentucky hater, but uh, no. Teams that are playing well that maybe weren't projected to do so, obviously, obviously Dayton, Dayton. Dayton. My birthplace. I've got family up in Dayton. Connecticut. Yeah, I mean, I had... As Carlo, I had as Carlo reminded win. me last week, Connecticut was a garbage team, according to you, last week, Carlo. Mm-hmm. Sweet 16 now, Carlo. Anybody can make it to the Sweet 16. Anybody? Yeah. Really? Dayton, Any- look, Dayton's in it. Louisville's and in it. And they beat some quality teams. Louisville's in it. is not yet in it. It may I'm not make it. it. So uh, what are you anybody, talking about? Anybody can make it to the Sweet 16. When you get to the Elite Eight, you know, past this level, that's when you can start, you know... Start bragging. The weekend, oh, but, the weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call 502-587-0041 to reach the lawyer for the city, Brandon J. Lawrence. Ashley and Todd and I were able to have a good time at Foreplay in Shively uh, this past week. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I that had a great awesome. time. That I was very too. a lot of fun. Got to hear you know Tony Williams, his uncle Keith Williams, Henry Bacon, mm-hmm. a lot of former cards there, telling some pretty cool stories about their time playing for the Louisville Cardinals and under Denny Crum. I, I thought right. that was really cool. It was also really awesome to kind of hear their um, comparisons between how things were with Denny Crum versus what they see now with Rick Pitino. That was really awesome insight also. I'm glad you guys enjoyed yourself. Yeah, too bad you weren't there. Yeah, I question Carlos' dedication. Well, the the reason Me I didn't too. make it to the event was because I wasn't advertised on it, so that's why I didn't show up. But hurt again. It's not but, about you, but, Carlo. Uh, There's no I in team. Todd, me and Brandon talked about it, man. We're good. You know, toast to the town. Brandon does it normally a couple times a month. It's a great uh, event. I, I thought it was pretty cool. It's called a celebrity outing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kind of cool being there, like as as a celebrity. <laughs> And Carlo, tell us about what uh, our sponsor is going to be coming up with the next couple of weeks. Brandon J. Lawrence. Oh yeah, April second, the debut. Wednesday, every Wednesday, at six p.m. of Out of Bounds with your very own our sponsor, Brandon J. Lawrence, and myself, Carlo Kellum. So it's going to be kind of outside the box, outside the lines type of a uh, show. You know, uh, Brandon is going to give his uh, in what way, Carlo? That pre- sounds racy. Lawyer uh, perspective on things, and I'll give my witty perspective on things. You are so, going to be talking sports, right? Yeah, it's going to be sports. Hold on, yeah. did you say you were witty? Witty, yes. According to whom? Um, <laughs> <laughs> look at all the hate, man! All the hate. Um, Regardless, but she, you know, she's broken out from us. She's became a big star. We had to really, as, as Brian the Insider said last week, we were under negotiations, uh, contract negotiations for the uh, Ashley's uh, Loco Cinco. So we're lucky to have her back today. <laughs> she's advertised for events that Kelly and I aren't advertised on. So oh, she's please. she's pulling a Bobby Brown on us, man. She's breaking a Bobby out. Brown. That doesn't sound good. A just, a Justin Timberlake. Until you explain it, that he broke off from New Edition. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, she's trying to well, leave this I'm guy. not going anywhere. But hopefully that's not the case. It's because clearly not leave, the case. No one cares about New Edition without Bobby Brown, do they? I didn't. No. So I guess but yeah, some but people. She, yeah, she's 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 becoming the Ashley's local cinco is becoming bigger than us, man. That's how popular her show, her segment oh, is. Gosh. Should should be a very interactive show today. We got the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line already buzzing. We got I know we got a couple calls over there now. Five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. We're gonna head to the Buzz Line now. Todd, who is it we have on? Looks like we got Brian on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Brian? Hey, good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing this morning? Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Good morning, Ashley. So nice to hear that uh, your voice back, and uh, 
I'm glad to hear that your contract dispute was <laughs> settled and uh, everybody's back and happy again. I hear you and Carlo Banner, and I did not know you were uh, from Dayton. I love that. That's where I live now. So uh, oh, yeah. hello to my UD Flyers, and uh, uh, that was a great win for them. And uh, um, But I want to talk horse racing, guys. I tell you, it is really heating up now, and I know we're in the middle of uh, March Madness, but... Uh, so today is the end of the 50-point races. They're running the Sunland Park Derby today. And after that, we get right into the heavy stuff, the 100-point races, uh, the Wood Memorial, the Santa Anita Derby, the Arkansas Derby, uh, the Bluegrass. And then we go right into the Kentucky Derby. So it is really, really getting very serious now. Yesterday at Turfway Park, they ran their signature race, both for the ladies, the Bourbonette Oaks, and for the uh, the Spiral Stakes. And uh, 50 points were awarded yesterday to We Miss Artie, a uh, very nice horse out of uh, Pletcher Barn. I got to tell you, though, the big buzz, and I don't know if you guys have seen any of this, a real nasty side of horse racing happened this week. Uh, they had a, a PETA, for those that remember PETA, is a, what's, a, what's the acronym stand for, but it's for people that, uh, protection of animals. They did a, they did, they went under underground. They had a lady working for Asmussen at Churchill in Saratoga for four months last year and secretly recorded some of the most horrendous things I've ever wow, seen. Asmussen is toast. I mean, he is absolutely toast. His uh, his top trainer, Scotty Bossy, who has been with him for 20 years, he was fired yesterday. Uh, I would like to see all Asmussen horses. He's got a couple on the derby trail for the sake of the sport. Get them off the derby trail because it is going to be it's going to be very, very negative publicity around there. If any of you guys follow this story, I have no, not at all. No, I hadn't Carlo, heard anything Ashley, about it. No, I hadn't heard anything about very it. Very interesting. So, what did you refer to him as? I said it's, they had their own deep throat, which means an undercover officer or an undercover person going, yeah. you know, and trying to sabotage an entire operation. When I heard deep throat, Is that first legal? thing, first thing I thought of was obviously the PETA affiliation with Pamela Anderson. But no, that's <laughs> not that's not at all what Carlo meant. Brian, wow, is that really going to rock the horse racing community? Here locally? Oh. New York Times broke the story on Thursday. Mm. By Friday, I mean, it, it's blown up. And if you get a chance to watch the, the video, uh, it, 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 it's not for the faint of heart. I'm telling you, my wife almost vomited. Very oh, foul oh, language. Uh, it, it, it's really disgusting the way uh, Scotty Blossie, who I know from Churchill Downs, I see him out there, disgusting language, absolute disregard for the horses, the animal, and, I mean, just, in my opinion, the most damaging thing that potentially has happened to horse racing since I've been following the sport. So, I mean, I, I hope that the, uh, and as I said, I checked the derby points this morning. Asmussen's got a couple top derby ho- horses, and they said they're going to let the uh, Winchell Farms, who owns them, uh, is going to keep him in there, which is a, a complete disaster, in my opinion. He's got a couple tops uh, Oaks horses, so with his name associated to those two days, I got to tell you, Churchill Downs is 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 holding their. I mean, this this is a disaster waiting to happen, and it's go watch the video. Very very disturbing. Uh, Brian, I got a question for you. Didn't uh, Asmussen have narrow, and uh, that horse came down with uh, laminitis or something? They had some, um, I think, some hoof issues. And this yeah, came Todd, you're, you hit the nail on the head. He, he's a big part of the video. Nero finished second in okay. the 2011 Derby, and they uh, he died last year on Derby Day 
They ran him. This is this guy. They ran his literally ran his feet off. According now, this is one side of it. Uh, according to this documentary, I knew they that. ran I didn't his see the, feet off. Yeah, I didn't see the video. Had no yet, foot. They, they got a. Yeah, they got the tape of the vet saying he has no foot. It's a nub, and they're and they're they're they got the horse's foot up, and this lady secretly filming it. It is it is it's beyond disturbing for me. I love horses, and to see this kind of behavior, I know there's two sides to it. But Asmussen did fire Scotty Bossy yesterday. Uh, Scotty is married to a mobile base trainer, Helen uh, Helen Pitts, uh, and uh, it, it's rocking the horse racing community. And as I said, I think it's it is a very disturbing story, and I hope to goodness they can somehow get this thing under wraps and get the attention back to horse racing. But maybe it'll clean things up. It also goes into undocumented workers and and the horrible situation they have on the backside. I mean, it's it's a very disturbing story. Definitely a dark side associated with the the sport of horse racing, as we know. What was it? A few years ago, there was a a random murder that seemed to go under the scenes. They found a dead body in one of the back places. So, I mean, definitely a lot of dark parts of the sport. Maybe it'll have the type of impact on the sport that, you know, cleaning up baseball with the steroids has happened, where I think baseball is currently headed in a good direction. Do you anticipate a positive spin on this going forward, Brian? Kelly, that's a great question. I tell you, I don't know. Uh, it, it is gonna, it's going to turn some people off forever with horse race. I'll tell you another part of the documentary I didn't mention uh, has Gary Stevens and Dwayne Lucas at dinner in a Louisville restaurant laughing about the use of the electronic buzzer that has forever been a part, supposedly a part of the horse racing. Uh, and, and, and I remember three or four years ago there was a famous video, and I've got friends of mine that firmly believe there was a handoff, uh, but supposedly Super Saver and Calvin Burrell Use this electronic device to win the derby where they have this, this little, about the size of your palm that they put up against a horse's neck in deep stretch and it, it lets, it, it puts a bolt of electricity through the horse and obviously stimulates them to run faster. Very cruel to the horse. They're laughing about it. Uh, D. Wayne says that, uh, Rodesso Downs out west, which is a quarter horse track, he said that before those races, it sounded like, quote, an orchestra of electricity going, and, and then Stevens goes on to laugh with a bottle of wine in front of him about how uh, uh, he accidentally shocked himself after one race, and everybody thought that was funny. But I'm telling you guys, uh, it may have, it, it, I think it'll help clean the industry up long term, but it, in my opinion, is going to have a very, very negative short term effect. Brian, there was, uh, years ago, there was a, jockeying Philip Urbico. I don't know if you remember him, but there was a story yeah. about him down in Louisiana where he actually, you know, it's tradition for the jockey to tip their whip to the stewards after the race, and when he tipped his whip, his batteries fell out of his whip. Uh, I don't know if you yeah. heard that before, but I, I've seen a lot of things. Uh, I've seen 10,000 claimers go on to win the, the uh, Ch- Latonia Championship, and, you know, it was always... Yeah, you know he's, he hasn't hit him yet, quote unquote. And then in the back in the on the back stretch, you can see smoke coming off there. You know they're uh, main, yeah. uh, really crazy. 
Yeah, I, I you know that this buzzer stuff has been going on, uh, and just you know for speculation about that. As I said, there was the video after the Derby of the supposedly all the jockeys are in cahoots together, and if one hasn't won, he'll take the hand off of the other one that's going to go to the winner circle. Uh, you know, I, I've owned a couple horses, so I got to see uh, a lot, and, and I never saw any of that stuff. Of course, it could have been hidden. I really don't think at the level I was racing. But when you get to these mega farms like Asmussen has, I mean, he's second all time in wins, and and you see the the way that uh, in this documentary, the way that Scotty Blossy, his top assistant, just feels about the animal, and it, it, it's it makes you think it is a factory. And there is absolutely total disregard for the well-being of the animal, which is what is the most disturbing part of it. Wow. Well, Brian, very breaking news. I mean, I hadn't heard that yet. Sounds like the report just came out on Thursday. Uh, Sounds very relevant to the sport, relevant to the sporting landscape here in the area. Uh, We appreciate the update. Before we let you go, on a lighter note, do you think the Wildcats have a chance, or what kind of chance do you think they have against the Wichita State Shockers today? I think they've got a big chance. I think the biggest question is what's going to happen with the Harrison twin. I don't think he plays at hyperextended elbow is a pretty serious deal. And, and one report came out of Lexington yesterday. He would not play. Then it came back that he would play. That's a big loss. If he can't go the Harrison boys, I think have really been the reason that the cats have gotten uh, very competitive lately. I think they got a big chance today. Uh, you know, but, but Wichita state, scares not only Cats fans, they scare Cardinals fans. They're 35-0. and 0. Uh, I have not gotten to see them play a lot, but uh, so far they haven't had any problems. But I think the Cats got a real big chance uh, today. But I'm without, the, without both Harrisons, that greatly reduces uh, their backcourt play because then you're looking at putting a freshman, uh, I guess Hawkins or Polson gets to play, and that's a, that's a significant drop-off at a bad time. So I think they got a good shot, but uh, I'll be very curious. And I'll be shocked if, if, if uh, I forget if it's which Harrison it was, but uh, I'll be shocked if he gets any time. Brian, we appreciate the horse racing update and your insight onto the predictions for the college basketball today. Have a great rest of your weekend. We look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you, guys. I'll listen to the show. You're doing a great job. Thank, thanks a lot, Brian. Thank you. Wow, I hadn't heard that story. That's disturbing. Yeah, Carlo yeah. was watching the video a little bit here, and I was—I couldn't see the video. I was watching Carlo's eyes. Yeah, his face. His face. It looks like as disturbing stuff. There. Yeah, it was some uh, not so good, not not so cool stuff on that video. It's a documentary. It's out there. You can Google it. Uh, Peter accuses a top horse trainer of animal cruelty following undercover investigations. The title. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of foul language. It, it sounded like a bunch of country bumpkins, uh, you know, handling these horses. You know, just not a lot of etiquette, uh, you know, not a really, I guess not a lot of skilled training. Wow. Well, we're going to head to a break here. Ashley, Carlo, and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Bud. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Carlo Kellum, Ashley Danielle, Todd Neal running the boards for us this morning. Our producer extraordinaire bringing us in with the 
What is that, Todd? The Mercer fight song? It is. I thought that's what it was. I recognize. No, I didn't recognize that. He told me that in the break. But what a big win by Mercer, uh, knocking off Duke in the first round. I mean, Carlo. I hate to say it, but in a way, you you did. You were saying Coach K was overrated last week. And it really, you remember, Todd? I caught it. That pissed me off. I caught it. Last week. Five, number one, I mean, five first-round exits in his career. <laughs> Unheard of. That's, that, he, oh, also, the, he also has four national yeah, championships. Yeah, I know. I, but that's fair. I mean, you, you predicted it. So I'll give you that. And you, you, I mean, that is bad. Coach K handled it in a very classy way. Did you see the film of him going into the Mercer locker room? No, Anybody? I didn't see that. Not in case he went into the Mercer locker room and gave a very passion, passionate speech and said, you know, we lost to a team. It's a good team. You know, just because he's won four championships doesn't mean he gets to go to the locker room and give the winning team. It means you get as to do whatever he, as the if hell he's you bigger, want. As if he's yeah. bigger than them. No, I wouldn't let him in my locker room. Does that mean that he's bigger than them? Because he wanted to address the team that just beat upset Yeah, that dude? doesn't mean he's bigger. I, w- I wouldn't let him. If I was the coach. You're such a skeptic. We're looking forward to the next game. You know, yeah. Maybe he wanted to give them an official congratulations and tell them that they deserve to win that game. They actually beat them. You they know, did beat, beat them. them. They beat Whatever. them on the court. Well, maybe he wanted to verbalize that to the team because maybe, you know, he thought the players probably look up to him or think he's a great coach <laughs> or something like exactly. that. That's exactly You would my think they do. Exactly. My you point. would certainly. Anybody, in, in, anybody in the sports of basketball would – would love to have him in the locker room. He's the all-time winningest coach not. in the history of the sport. Can't deny that. Carlo, you don't count. He's though. won four national championships. He was knocked out in the first round. Uh, Carlo, I'll give it to you. you Five did call times. This Five times. He's been coaching career. for like 40 years. So, I mean, uh, speaking of old, tenured coaches, do you guys hear the story about Jim Calhoun? Jim Calhoun stepped aside, stepped down from being the head coach of Connecticut. He's won One of my three, favorite coaches three championships. Yeah. Um, and he's now, this is his second year where Kevin Ollie has been running the show, and he's doing a good job for Connecticut. Mm-hmm. They're now in the Sweet 16. But Jim Calhoun, the report surfaces through ESPN's Jeff Goodman that Jim Calhoun is interested in the Boston College vacancy. He's 73 years old. Oh, wow. I mean, look at look so at Larry. Trying look to get at, back. Look at Larry Brand. I just think maybe he. Need, I think being a UConn, you know, there was a lot of allegations, a lot of things. Was there you know, were? I think it was right. bad on his health, honestly. Too and much then stress. He, and then he got into a bicycle accident yeah. where he broke his hip. So you know, usually when guys are tired, they get bored. Look at Howard Schellenberger. Look how long he went. I mean, these guys just need something to do, or they're going to die. I mean, as simple as that. <laughs> they need. I mean, once you start working, look at Joe Joe Pa. When you start working, man, they have nothing to do. Why not coach longer? He he is a brilliant man for the game. Uh, I think Boston College, he may be able to put them back on the map like they were when they were in the Big East back in the day. I'm sorry, he turned 72 in May. Still old. Let's see, how old's Larry Brown? Do you remember? Larry Brown's like 75, 74. Larry He's Brown not. is 73. September, he'll be 74. So you're right. You got to see, although Larry Brown got snubbed and SMU didn't make the tournament despite being ranked. Yeah, they did get snubbed. They got snubbed. But you got to think if you're Jim Calhoun, you're sitting back, you're watching – um, you're thinking, I can still do this. Kevin Ollie's running things at Connecticut. I've heard of someone, was it you, Carlos, saying you don't think Kevin Ollie's the man for the job at Connecticut? I didn't say that. I said I wasn't a fan of Kevin Ollie. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, oh, yeah, I'm not a well, fan. Well, I had them winning that game. Did you? I did in my bracket, yes. Is your bracket doing pretty well, Ashley? No. <laughs> like I said, anybody can <laughs> in, make it to the Sweet 16. In some, uh, Carlo, not anybody. Make it, make it past this level, then I'll give Ollie some props. He makes it to the lead, you're lead ridiculous, eight, he gets Carlo. some props. You're ridiculous. 
when your team may not even make it to the Sweet 16. Uh, we're playing a good team tonight in Wichita State. We're going to win, but it's possible that we could lose. 245, 245. today, Wichita State. Head coach Marshall against John. You know, there's some very interesting storylines going into this. We've got John Calipari, the guy who preaches uh, players first, and he has his mentality. Um, he's won a championship, so, I mean, it works some. Um, the team that was hyped going into the season, what were they talking about? 40-0. and 0. Yep. Facing the team that has a completely different mentality. The team that is, I don't, they're not coining it like Rick Pitino is, but Team first. You don't, I mean, they've got some good players, Clay Anthony Early, all that. Now they actually are the team that is flirting with perfection. And so these two teams colliding today, the one seed against Kentucky, what are they, the eight seed? I mean, great match. I'm really excited about this game at 245 today. Yeah, it's going to be a good matchup. I'm excited about it, even though Andrew Harris is not playing. Oh, he, he he's downgraded to doubtful was the last report. Uh, I know he didn't practice not yesterday. Yeah, he didn't practice, but. We'll see, man. I actually like Paulson being in the starting lineup. Over a Harrison, though? You I, said the same. Listen. I'm not a fan of we need a point Harrison guard. twins. I don't know their, which one's which, but whoever wears number five. That's Andrew. That's the one who's hurt. Bothers me because that's my number. <laughs> he's, the po- he's the one who tries to be a point guard. I think their biggest problem is this. They're kind of like, uh, my dad said something to me, that they're both kind of like a Reese Gaines type guy, and you don't necessarily you need, need two of them. You don't need two Reese Gaines on your team. What do you think of that statement, Carlo? I can't agree. Like I said, with Paulson, we need somebody who's non-athletic with a high basketball IQ, and that's Paulson. He slow things down. Wait, wait, wait. He'll distribute the ball. You need somebody ball. who's non-athletic. Yeah. Did you really say Paulson's not athletic <laughs> at all? Well, not at wow. He's not as athletic as the guy as the guys on the court. We you need think a, we, what criteria? He's a true point guard. Is what I'm saying. He knows the system. Well, maybe you he knows say the that. system. He's a senior. But what is your and system? He's, still, he's the little white guy. He's proven he can play. You know, he, he came in against Mississippi State, had a great game. But you said it knows the system, but what is the system? You guys, yeah, what you, is the system? Your, your system is penetrate, pass, penetrate, pass. You who can get closer to the basket, somebody like trailing behind them. Like, that's what they do. That's, You're right. That's, that's what they've been doing. <laughs> and that's not a play This will give us the opportunity to move the ball, the ball around a lot more. What's that, Todd? And watch, watch, watch the cats. Yeah, do, I'm sorry. Watch did, the cats do that today. I'm sorry, Todd. What did you say? Watch said the ball movement. That was movement. a little risque. You said penetrate and pass. <laughs> what? Watch, the, watch, watch today how much they move the ball around a lot more when they're on offense. Just watch. Okay. You know, uh, our man Mike Gandolfo, the Kentucky Derby <laughs> Festival recruiting coordinator. Speaking of which, they announced the rosters going to be. They've got sixteen of the best. <laughs> The top 50 players in the country, 16 of them will be at the Freedom Hall for the Kentucky so all Derby the 16 Festival. who aren't playing on the McDonald's team are coming here, basically. Sure. Okay. Hey, Kelly, we got a call on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Mercury buzz line. Buzz line. 502-384-1450. Todd, who is it? Well, it's one of our favorites, and everybody knows him. So there's his theme music. Hey, Carolina. How you doing this morning, Carolina? You there? Carolina does not speak until the music stops. He enjoys the tune. Well, well, do we lose Carolina? He's there, Todd. He's there. We'll just wait it out. Hello, Carolina? Yes, I'm here. All right, Carolina. Uh, what are you looking forward to today? I know that, you know, 
There's a lot of exciting storylines in this area. Wichita State, the Shockers, and the Kentucky Wildcats are playing today. I was describing in the previous segment that it's the team that was billed as 40-0 who underperformed during the season, facing off the team that's actually against the team that's actually flirting with perfection. What do you think about that game, and do you think the teamwork of Wichita will beat the athleticism and talent of the Wildcats? That's a good question. I've uh, I've kind of uh, tossed up between it. It looks like that uh, Wichita State has been playing some good basketball and uh, <clears throat> all, and uh, Kentucky now. But I didn't know about the uh, the twins being hurt. Now that's going to throw a big, big uh, thing on Kentucky. Uh, I mean, you just can't uh, lose a starter like that unless you have somebody like. Uh, Bobby Hurley, uh, the Mackey Muffet point guard. Yeah. So, uh, maybe Paulson could be another Bobby Hurley in this game. Another Bobby? Uh, exactly exactly my point, Carolina. Let's That's just, a great example, even though he's a puke, uh, uh, whatever, from, from that school, Duke. He's a Bobby Hurley of this game. Paulson can be Bobby Hurley in this game. Let's just not even beat around the bush and say it. He's the little white guard. Yeah. He's a little white guard, and you think that's the, what Kentucky needs. It may work. It may be the case. Um, is 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 uh, unathletic, relatively unathletic, Jared Polson, the f- floor general that this very talented Julius Randle-led um, team needs. I mean, we'll see today because the current point guard, Andrew Harrison's probably not going to play. Well, it should be kind of interesting. I will say the reason I mentioned Robbie Hurley, he is the best point guard I've ever seen play in person. Okay, I thought you were going to say and that. I saw, okay. I've right. seen some good ones. Uh, John Lucas, who played for Maryland. And by the way, tell Mr. Lawrence that John Lucas is the best high school basketball player from North Carolina ever to play at Maryland. Even he though with Buck uh, he went to uh, Durham Hillside, and he was, you know, played the NBA and everything. Here's uh, a little trivia question to get. While at uh, Maryland, he also played in that team tennis uh, that they had. He was a heck of a tennis player. Guess who his big doubles partner was? No, Boris Kojo? No idea. Dr. Renee Richards. NASCAR? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it has something to do with NASCAR. Who, who, who's that? No, no. Renee Richards was the person who had the sex change operation. Awesome. Interesting. Todd says we're too young to remember that, and I'll go with it. But, okay, very interesting side note there by John Lucas. There's a local connection with John Lucas, I believe, there, Carolina. Isn't he the one who's helping our man Shane Trigga, as his Twitter name Handle, you know, suggests Shane Behannon with the... the, the, what? the yes, that's is, his Twitter is, uh, Shane what? Shane Trigger. <laughs> he's a, a, a person who has went through drug rehab. He helps other players uh, through it. He's had sons that played college ball. He's... Uh, he's And uh, pro ball, and it's good. Uh, but I got a question for uh, Carlo. Which streak will end first? Patino's undefeated streak in the Sweet 16 
or the Undertaker's uh, WrestleMania streak. Oh, wow. wow. I think that Patino's streak in the Sweet 16 would end this year. Undertaker would never lose WrestleMania. He's going to beat Brock Lesnar coming up here in a couple weeks. The streak. Yeah, that's what we did. Now, here's uh, you talk last week. You mentioned one of my favorite wrestlers that played for the Carolina Panthers. Kevin Nash. No, not Kevin Nash. No, don't tell me. I know who. Uh, he said he played for the no, Carolina Panthers. Oh, Trackmaster, Kevin Green. Kevin, Kevin Green. Green. Oh, yeah, I knew yeah, that. Yeah. that uh, I was confusing because Kevin Nash played basketball. Yeah, Kevin Green wasn't that good in the ring, though. He had a very short well, career still in, did, in WCW. Uh, who was his roommate when he was with the uh, Los Angeles Rams? Eric Dickerson. No. This guy is famous in wrestling. For the Los Angeles Rams? Uh, yep. They were rookies, and this was... Uh, one of the Steiner brothers? This Cats and Moyers? One of the Steiner brothers? Rick Steiner? No. What it was, it was the guy from the University of Georgia... He went in the stands at Commonwealth to help his father and brother fight Kentucky fans, Goldberg. <laughs> oh, Bill Goldberg. Okay, wow. I forgot he did play for the Rams. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Bill Goldberg did play in the NFL. All right. Good stuff there. Carolina was, coming with yeah, a loaded gun in this morning. Yeah, Bringing the heat. Goldberg was the first man ever cut by the Carolina Panthers, too. Well, okay, I ask you this. Who's the former wrestler that played at Wichita State? Who's wrestling today? Oh, you talking about Mr. Paul White, exactly. better known as the Big Show. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure, I'm sure he's rooting. He's rooting against me today. Oh, uh, Carlos, he's going against you today. Yeah, he's, he's rooting against you. me. <laughs> and you know, you know, Paul, uh, interesting it's story. Because y'all found just found out, I have a big fan of grappling. I like it. I like to watch the old matches. I, I was brought up in the Wahoo McDaniel, oh, okay. Rick, Rick Flair, uh, Four Horsemen, Ricky Steamboat era. That, that's, those are the ones who were uh, very popular when I was there. And I still like to get uh, the Memphis wrestling. Uh, you can't even you know, Memphis crew. Oh, yes, that's I wish I could have lived here where I could have gone and seen them at the... Uh, Louisville Gardens. Yeah, Louisville Gardens. I wish I could have gone and seen them there. The, probably the biggest match that I saw I've ever seen in wrestling was one where they had at Freedom Hall where that... Uh, uh, let me see, who was it? Uh, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. The Brain Busters. Wrestling. <laughs> Barry Windham and somebody for the World's Heavyweight Championship. The Four Horsemen. The Greatest stable of all time. Correct. The Four Horsemen. All right, Carolina. Hey, yeah. man, we appreciate you calling in, Carolina, man. Look forward to you uh, calling in next week to talk about Kentucky uh, heading into the Elite Eight next Sunday. And I could be good. All right. Thanks, Carolina. Once again, Carolina Steve. Calling in, giving us his predictions and breakdowns. Of Great call by Carolina yeah. this morning. You know, I always love talking wrestling, man. But interesting story he about was prepared Paul, for you today. Yeah, interesting story about Paul White and Todd. I'm sure he knows. Uh, you know, he played at Wichita State, which they're playing against Kentucky today. In the sweet, in the uh, whoever wins goes to Sweet 16. But he was a, one of the victims of the Second Street Bridge. What do you mean by that? You know, you come across Second Street Bridge at a certain time of night, going five miles on the speed limit, you get pulled over and you get locked up because you've probably been in Louisville drinking. So they actually locked him up over in Jeffersonville for that. 
Really? Yeah. So I wonder. I mean, I, did they I, have even? The, I don't think the plastic things are big enough to wrap around his hands. But anyway, interesting story. We'll be back. We'll take a quick commercial break. Your weekend sports bus. And welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. It's Ashley Danielle, Carlo Kellum, Kelly Patrick, bringing us back to Beyonce, Flawless. Is that your song, Ashley? That is my song. I love that song. I was listening to it on the way here this morning. I didn't put on any makeup, so the part, I woke up like this, that's pretty true. <laughs> oh, that's where Kevin Hart got that from. Yeah. I, I never heard the song before. Oh, yeah. Me. Well, you yeah. should listen to it, but it's like two songs, like, merged into one. Gotcha. Okay. It's a pretty good song. It's, well, obviously, it's one of my favorites, but. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You, you watched the Oscars with Kevin Hart kept saying that? I did not. We need to get a sound bite of that. Uh, yeah, tie, we do. I tie. woke up like this. If we can get a sound bite of Kevin probably, Hart saying, I woke up like this, that would be great. <laughs> it's probably one of the most used. I don't think Todd heard us. Instagram tags for girls posting pictures of themselves. Okay. All right. Hashtag. Like, seriously. So, you know, like, her 100th concert was in Louisville, right? So, I went to that concert ended at 11. She dropped this album, like, unexpectedly at midnight. So when I woke up the next morning, obviously I already downloaded the album. It's crazy. And, and the first post I saw on Instagram was a picture of this girl, and I woke up like this. So what that meant was everybody stayed up super late listening to Beyonce. There goes album. your pageant buzz, your pageant buzz moment of the sports buzz. There it is. But you know, interesting how music. I used to work at this jockey in the Galleria back in the day when it was called the Galleria, not Fourth Street. I had like the, the Galleria. I, I had the coolest that. job in high school. I worked at the music store, selling CDs and tapes was and stuff. F, but what was it? What? Music store. Uh, the FYE. Dish Jockey. Yeah. It was right there, right before you get to the arcade. I worked there my senior year in high school, one of the coolest jobs I had. But it was interesting how music is acquired today versus back then. You know, back then everybody be waiting in line to, to get, get the, the latest. Now everybody just downloads it offline. Uh, iTunes. You know, yeah. I, don't, I haven't even seen a music, music store. Do they even have them? Yes, they do. They do? Okay. <laughs> no more earx to see. Or I mean, yeah, you're right. They're yeah. almost extinct, but they exist. Mm-hmm. For different reasons now, you got to really change. There's occasionally, like I think, on, how's in that the Highlands, how's that a, record store still open and Air Exodus Air closed? That record store in the Highlands has been open forever. Yeah, they, that's what I was going to say. The right. one in the Highlands, yeah. Air Exodus was more locally owned, I guess. And they, I mean, I don't know. They didn't diversify enough, something like that. Who knows? That's Who a good knows? question. But that is a very good question. Darn internet. But now everybody wants to get stuff on iTunes, and especially like, for example, with Beyonce's album. The surprise was obviously that they didn't market it. No one knew when it was coming. But when you downloaded the album, you got a video for every song. There goes so, our, our pageant buzz moment of the day, everyone. That's not pageant. Carlo that's keeps life. trying to cut it off. <laughs> he does. <laughs> our pageant You're buzz. You're so rude. No, it is our pageant Anyways, buzz moment. Anyways, back to March Madness. Back to March Madness. Full slate of games today starting at 12.15 p.m. on CBS as Stanford, the Cardinal. That's what their name is, right? The Stanford, yes, they are the Cardinal. The Stanford Cardinal. The Cardinal, not plural. It's not plural. Versus Kansas. I didn't say Cardinals. I said Cardinals. Okay, I'm just making sure that we're all on the same page. I was, I was just asking. So Stanford against Kansas at 12:15. It's a 10 versus a two. It has been announced that Joel Joel Embiid will not be playing today. So the seven footer, the closest thing in my opinion to the second coming of Anthony Davis, mm. Joel Embiid is not playing. Why? Is he hurt? He's hurt. Let's see. Well, I don't know. If Nursing really- a back injury. Been ruled out of Sunday's, uh, they're calling it third round. I call it the round of 32. 32 yeah. Right. Uh, contest against the Cardinal. 
Uh, Embiid sat out the final two regular season games, and Self had maintained it was a, quote, long shot that he would be able to play in the team's second game this weekend. So if they get past Stanford, let's look at it. I think with Andrew Wiggins and Joel Embiid, if they can get past Stanford, I mean, they're still the team to beat, maybe. I mean, they'll probably, yeah, if they get past Stanford today, they're going to face the 11-seeded Dayton Flyers. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's not a straight ticket, if the Joel Embiid can play, if that's not a straight ticket to the Elite Eight, I don't know what it is. Well, everybody that Dayton's played thought that was a straight ticket to the next round, so I won't be so sure anymore, Kelly. Well, they got arguably what I think will be the number one pick in the NBA draft and the number two pick in the NBA draft in Joel Embiid and Andrew Wiggins. Those guys are two physical freaks. If Archie Archie Miller is a hell of a young coach, I like him. I don't know if they can match up with Joel Embiid and Andrew Wiggins. I guess we'll find out soon. All right, I, I don't think so. You know, Kansas. This is their second. Uh, what I think their second straight year having a number two seed uh, in the last three years or something like that. But Bill Self, man, he's one of the greatest coaches in the tournament right now. There's no way they're going to let a 22 and 12 team like Stanford come in and come in and beat them. I wouldn't think so. The next game, 2:45 p.m., also on CBS. Obviously, the Kentucky Wildcats against the Wichita State Shockers. After that, 5-15, we have the North Carolina Tar Heels against the mayor, Fred Hoiberg. Everybody forget I, about North Carolina. I, I got them State. in my Final Four. Do you really? Yes, I do. Against Florida. How many brackets did you fill out? I just one. The CBS yeah, bracket. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I know did, about that. I'm looking at right now. Okay. Just one bracket. I thought you, I know, you didn't say North Carolina earlier when we were talking about the Final Four teams. I got my bracket right here if you want to see it. But that's not what you told us earlier. No, I said Kentucky and Baylor on the on the uh, the Midwest on the uh, whatever side, and then on the other side I've got Florida and North Carolina. All and right, I got North Carolina, Kentucky playing in the championship. All right, we have if UNC can beat Iowa State today at five fifteen. Everybody's laughing at my bracket, man. It's not funny. <laughs> no, I mean I, I'm not doubting it. I was just curious. Um, then they face Connecticut. <laughs> So, I mean, a good matchup there. Obviously, Roy Williams, a better resume against the second-year head coach, Kevin Ollie. I really wish. I'm sorry to interrupt. Please we do. had the, did you want to tell you that when he <laughs> said his bracket? Todd, there's a lot of times when we can drop the, I mean, it's very flexible. Did you want to tell you that? Did you want? So, we can just Todd's start not saying in there. it. We can just start saying it. Did you want to tell you that when you question something that someone says? <laughs> Like, okay, damn, man, did you want to tell you that? Say that one more time. Say your your final four. North Carolina and Florida and Kentucky and Baylor. Did you want to tell you that? <laughs> hey, what? Well, loves it. Kentucky's going to avenge all their losses. Well, the, the, two, two of the losses this, this season in the tournament. We're going to beat Baylor in the final Kentucky's four. Kentucky's going to lose They beat today. North Carolina in the championship. I will, I'm, gonna, I'm excited to watch this game today. I'll say that. But it, I'm not convinced that you all will make it out. Now, the next game. Is at six ten p.m. on TNT. Mercer from Mercer. Georgia. Mercer, who I've never really even heard of. They're Me going either. down against the SEC great Tennessee. Tennessee's sure? playing some good basketball. Right now. Martin so are is they, fighting apparently. for his job. The the volunteer faithful are being uh, you know having the story of Bruce Pearl going to the Auburn. Uh, team as the head coach that's rubbed in their face, and they're saying, "You got Quanzo Martin? Are you are you serious? I mean, why didn't you take Bruce Pearl back?" And the Volunteers, the eleven seeded Volunteers, have something to say about that. They're going against the fourteen number fourteen seed Mercer, out of Georgia, and Tennessee leads that series all the time, three to one. Wow! So did you just make that up? No, I just looked it up. Okay. <laughs> 
I guess they're not far apart. Mercer, Georgia, Tennessee, you know, not that far. That makes sense. I mean, he, like I said, they're fighting. He's fighting for his job, but, you know, he's he beat UMass in the first round. Tennessee's playing good basketball, I think, right now. They really yeah, are. They seem, they seem to rally behind their coach and, uh, and you know, and they, and they showed that in the game against uh, <clears throat> UMass. But I think they'll win tonight and head into the Sweet 16. Saving his job for the season, they won't. They won't make it past. The you season. make the sweet sixteen, Actually, then you don't get fired, right? You if you're Quanzo Martin, I've got Tennessee and Michigan in the sweet sixteen. I don't know. Coming Michigan. out, of, coming out of the Midwest. You know they've got Jordan McRae, Jarnell Stokes. They've got some talent on that team. And Quanzo Martin is fighting <laughs> for what seems to be his job. Did you happen to hear the uh, interview? Uh, well, I guess the the, ra- the pep rally they had for uh, Bruce Pearl when he came to Auburn. It was like we're gonna win the SEC championship next year. I mean, it was yeah, it was crazy, man. He had a you know they they're pretty excited about him coming in. Town. Gotta say that's a great hire for Auburn. In my opinion, I think Bruce Pearl could have hung in there and gotten a better job, right? It's SEC. What's better than the SEC? Whether oh, it's basketball or You're football, brainwashed. You're what, brainwashed. there's no way time? you say like in football. I will give you that, Carlo. Basketball, there's no way you say that in, with a straight face. We also. Have to note that uh, the Lady Cardinals are in action today. Okay, great. And um, someone, let's see, Latanya Griffith posted on my Facebook post about today's nice. show. And she said, um, L women's basketball start the NCAA tournament today. Um, she wanted us to discuss the lack of television coverage that the women's tournament's getting. That's fair. That is fair. No Brittany Griner. What do you mean the lack of who ever, who watches it until it gets down to the final four anyway? The only reason I watched it That's last rude. year. That's being so honest, rude. That's rude. That's and sexist. Who watches because, the WNBA? Well, Nobody. first of all, I don't watch the WNBA. I just only, don't. only women's team I watch we're is the Louisville t- Phillies. What we're talking about? Oh, that's cute. <laughs> but we're talking about that's because you're a part owner of the Louisville Phillies. It's not because you actually care about women's sports, apparently. But we're talking about um, the Louisville Cardinals, Lady Cards. I'm a fan. Who are? First or second in the nation yeah. for fan attendance in the game, so apparently people want to see them play. Around I'll, here, they do care. I'll watch it if they make it past the Sweet Sixteen. Well, that's you. I rooted for them last year. My little cousin Monique oh, Reed Lee, was playing. Carlo. I root for the Lady Cards. I really do. You make it so hard to be nice. <laughs> really but I'm do. saying nobody cares about what the women's. They, they don't care about it until it gets to the Final Four for women's basketball. It's you just, don't it's a fact. say say you don't care about it. Let's not say everyone because clearly people are interested. The in games were on yesterday and nobody was watching. We've got more games to to preview, but what we're going to do here is we're going to head to a break. When we get back from the break, we're going to have the very popular segment that is returning to the weekend sports buzz, and that is Ashley's Loco Cinco, or as some of the more hip younger folk call it, Ashley's Crazy. I woke up like this. We'll be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. (laughs) I just knew too much. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Alongside Carlo Kellum, Ashley Danielle, I am Kelly Patrick. You are Kelly Patrick. I am Kelly Patrick. Are you really? uh, Will the real Kelly Patrick please stand up? Am I really? That's a good question. That's debatable. That's something we, we, I guess, well, I don't know. Different topic for another day. We may come into it soon. But the 11 o'clock hour is upon us. The most popular segment in either radio or television in the area is what they call... Ashley's Loco Cinco or Ashley's Crazy. You didn't say it right. Ashley's Loco Cinco or 
No, Kelly, you have to say it. Ashley's crazy. (laughs) Ashley's crazy. Ashley is crazy. (laughs) So, with no further ado, I'll hand the stage over to (laughs) Ashley. Nice. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's how we get started. Ashley's crazy. (laughs) All right. Here is my top five. First story for you, Kelly Patrick. Justin Bieber. Yes. Has joined a very exclusive Mile High Club. But it does involve sex. So, uh, sorry to disappoint you. Boom. But it does involve body parts Where's and boing? a little prick. I know, right? <laughs> boing. Um, apparently, Justin Bieber got a tattoo on a flight to Canada, you know, before his little infamous Miami Beach arrest. But they just, like, found out about it. But the tattoo was done <laughs> by New York City tattoo artist named Bang Bang, which is an odd name. But, you bang. know, okay. Bang Bang is his name. Um, and he's known for, um, tatting up the likes of Rihanna, Selena Gomez, Katy Perry, some other big celebrities, but, uh, the, the tattoo artist, Bang Bang, <laughs> said that the work was done at 40,000 feet, which he thinks might be a record for the highest altitude tattoo during some really bad turbulence. And he said it was the most difficult tattoo he's ever done. Because of the turbulence? Because of the turbulence. Why the hell would you do it up there? <laughs> if the know. turbulence is disrupt, disrupting the process. What the hell? I don't know. That was kind of stupid. But apparently uh, they asked the FAA and there's nothing illegal about getting a tattoo on a plane as long as it doesn't interfere with the safety of the passengers and crew. But the tattoo, if you're wondering, was a big, it's a big cross, like in the middle of Justin Bieber's chest. And bang did bang. Tawana tell you that? Yeah, she <laughs> did. <laughs> She's uh, Tawana said that the um, did Tawana tell you that? <laughs> the significance of the tattoo was that forgiveness is powerful, um, and we should forgive as Jesus did on the cross and forgive our sins. So, which is appropriate, right? Considering the situation with Justin Bieber. Yeah, he hasn't done anything that bad, really. Right. Well, you know, according, in my according eyes, to Kelly Patrick, according to Kelly Patrick, Justin Bieber is a your average nineteen year old. Not a, not your average. He's a troublemaker, but not a bad person. True. Okay. Story number two. Marcus Vick, the brother. Oh of- God! Enough said. <laughs> that guy is a maniac. All right. What did he do? Well, okay. Marcus Vick. For you guys that don't know, the brother of current New York Jets quarterback Michael Vick. Um, apparently is always in the news for wrong reasons, as you can tell by Kelly Patrick's reaction. Um, and this is the case again after an, one of his recent tweets. Uh, fo- following the jet signing of Michael, PETA took the opportunity to send out a tweet reminding the world of the polarizing quarterback's infamous dogfighting past. So old. Right. It is old, but Marcus responded with some choice and explicit words of his own. So the tweet from PETA says... At least Michael Vick can't drown, electrocute, hang, or shoot a football the way he terrorized man's best friend. Hashtag SMH. Hashtag Jets. Marcus Vick responds. (laughs) Good. That's nice. It's good stuff. Marcus Vick. (laughs) Marcus Vick responds at PETA. Y'all still on that bull? Shiggity. Yeah. Question mark, question mark, question mark, SMH, hashtag PETA. So, apparently people were mad at him, saying that was, like, totally inappropriate. Would you defend your brother well, in that first, situation? No, first off, <laughs> some people shouldn't be allowed to even have a Twitter account. Marcus Vick is one of those people. Your brother just signed a contract. He's 
got back in the good graces of the league, and you want to put some something. Don't even see the best thing to do is not even respond to that stuff. If you're in the big oh, camp, don't no question about it. Michael keep, Vick's handled everything very, very well, well very professionally. Keep doing what you're doing, Mike Vick. It's in the past. You know, we, we got murderers and men who beat their wives playing in the NBA, NFL right now. So, or beat women in general. Like knocking them out like that one guy did. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Oh my gosh. And I don't hear the women's rights group uh, protesting that. So They might. You just may not have. It just may not have made hot news. Which leads us into story number three. Um, ESPN reporter Michelle, I don't even say her last name, Beetle. Is that how you say it? That's how you say it. Um, you fired. fired a shot at New York Jets <laughs> for, well, that's funny, she should be fired, but she fired a shot at the New York Jets for signing Michael Vick, saying that she will no longer root for the team because wow. she refuses to forgive Vick for dogfighting. Beetle, Unless she needs a man. Maybe. I don't know. She tweeted, looks like Mama is on the market for a new football team. Wow. She added, yeah. oh, and any mention of getting over dogfighting is an automatic block. You do you, chickadees, hashtag happy Friday. So... Obviously, we know the whole thing with Michael Vick, but she's made Dude, it clear get over it, that man. she it's won't over. be a fan of the New York Jets, Jets ever again. Is that has she taken it too? Is that too much? I think she's going. It was two thousand seven. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, she, she a fan of who she wants to. I think people are just a little bit ridiculous and overboard with it. So he spent five hundred and forty eight days behind bars. I don't condone this it. Happened in two thousand seven. This is two thousand five hundred and forty eight days. God, this is two thousand fourteen. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of PETA references throughout today's show. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'd say she took it a little too far, but that's my opinion. She has the right. She probably is an animal lover, as Carla alluded to. Probably doesn't have a husband or kids. Probably hates <laughs> men. Um, Sounds like it. But that's okay. She, she has the right hates to do dog that. fighting, guys. I don't know. She hates dog. That's okay. You know, I, I like dogs. My I family's like got a lot of dogs. I'm not an animal lover, but, uh, you know, like I said. Do you love anything, Carlo? Uh, I do. F- care, <laughs> care to share it with us? I love my boys. I love wrestling. Uh, I love a lot of things, Kelly Patrick. Okay. He clearly has no love for us. <laughs> yeah. You don't love your co-hosts? Of course. Man. No, he does not. All right. Story no- number four. Number four. Which also would be great for Kelly because, you know, he likes sleazy stories. Um, Sadly disappointed for the duke men's basketball team because if they would have made it all the way to win march madness they would have gotten a very non-traditional present so duke's most famous student which is not jabari bell knox have you guys heard of her bell knox bell no. knox so she is the student who was recently. Um, I hope this is who I think it is. Came forward that said she was putting herself through college by doing porn. Is she the one who, who hooked up with Kyrie Irving and released that video? Oh, I don't know about that. But okay, please go on. I'm I'm, she, I'm liking this story so far. You love the story, Kelly. <laughs> they. Uh, she actually was talking to TMZ outside of a gentleman's club in New York City, uh, where she was making her first strip club appearance. You know, talking about how her career has expanded since she talked about putting herself through Duke. Um, Anyhow, she wanted people to know that she was a huge fan of Duke. And uh, they asked her to give her final picks. She said, if Duke wins March Madness, I will give every one of the basketball team members. Okay. Oh, wow. Guess what? What do you think it is? It's not as bad as I thought. I thought it was going to be really, really bad. But A hug? No. Well, a popsicle? No. Handshake? No. Kiss? 
No. She apparently has a new line of sex toys. Oh, okay. And she wanted, apparently there's a vibrating That's appropriate for the Duke men's team. I'm sure Tyler would agree with that. Are you serious? Are you serious? He's a PTP, a primetime performer, baby. Um, It's a plastic female body part that men can have in their pockets apparently but she was planning (laughs) she was planning to give one to everyone on the duke men's basketball team if they won but so sorry that they lost they will not get to redeem that was it a mode of herself i'm sorry what was it a mode of oh i don't know she didn't (laughs) say all that in the interview all right right. okay get a little racy here on the weekend we're not scared to go out of bounds out of bounds started april 2nd on 1450 (laughs) every wednesday at 6 p.m story number five story number five and another one for Kelly Patrick. <laughs> Apparently, sorry, I mean, you don't like sleazy stories. Or you, maybe you do, you just haven't confessed Carlo that likes in the open too. air. Just Everybody like likes has. them. There's two types of people in this world. There's people that like <laughs> sleazy stories and will admit to it, and then there's liars. <laughs> <laughs> Number five! <laughs> Number five. Apparently, March Madness isn't just a great deal for the Las Vegas casinos. It's also huge for brothels. I didn't even know they were brothels in Vegas. Yes, actually. So apparently um, they spoke with the rep from Sherry's Ranch in Nevada who says the hotel that's connected to this brothel is filling up faster than the women coming to be on staff. So apparently March Madness is the biggest event in Vegas that brings more people to Vegas than the Super Bowl. It seemed like everyone benefits from this. They said um, free markets. I mean, that's judging, capitalism. So, judging from the brothel hotel book bookings, first of all, I didn't even know there were brothel hotels in Vegas. Yes, I guess I totally missed that. But the, apparently, the, 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 the dollhouse is one. The dollhouse is yeah, probably the most famous. One. Yeah. Hmm, yeah, that's very interesting. Okay, so judging from the brothel bookings so far, they expect to see at least a fifty percent revenue increase this weekend. And that will continue through the remainder. of I March wonder and why that. Well, I guess Vegas is obviously a lot of people bet on the games. Uh, the NCAA tournament is a very highly bet on event, unique probably to within the states. Mm-hmm. Not it doesn't touch the Super Bowl as far as the most bet on game. I don't think. Well, but I guess that has a lot to do with it. Why people are in Vegas in at this Vegas. time? The weather's getting nice. I guess it's a good time. I for don't know. It. I guess, but apparently the this these reporters spoke with some of the staffers at the ranch, and they said that they were breaking out some basketball themed specials. <laughs> For the sports fanatics that are in town, and this one chick named Callie said that her goal was to, if there was someone that was interested in coming in and interested in watching a game, (laughs) her quote was that she was going to shackle him to a forced orgasm chair, and by the (laughs) time she was done with him, he will even forget about basketball and maybe his own name. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. Shocking. All right, so let's do a quick recap before our callers and, and us can vote. Well, um, I like two stories. Uh, what do you like, Carla? I think the girl who had the present for the Duke players needs to give it to the lady who's the broadcaster who was the Michelle Beadle. Okay, oh. she needs to give her one. Her <laughs> yeah. Okay. The Michelle Marcus Vick. I like that story, and I'll be honest with you, it inspired me to go type Marcus Vick into Twitter. And I'm now following Marcus Vick on Twitter. Not because I like him. Just to see if he Just because I like to anything. hear and see. Kind of like what I, why I log into Facebook every day. Is I like to see people share too much information and really make <laughs> an ass out of themselves. <laughs> and it sounds like 
Marcus Vick is a surefire bet to do that. I mean, let's be honest. That's what people like to see. Your friend Richie Incognito. I would. He's back on Twitter, by the way, after getting released from Psychiatric Award. Yeah. Oh, that's golden. He's back on Twitter posting again. So. Okay. I don't so the story back. about Marcus Vick. Did you hear little John in the background? I okay. did, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> All right, good stuff there. I want to encourage our listeners, give us a call, 502-384-1450. Let us know, you know, who do you vote for? Do you like the Michelle Beadle story? Do you like the Duke story? Do you like the story about the increased revenue for the brothels in Vegas? Justin Bieber getting attached. Justin to Bieber, forty thousand. Now, what did the Justin Bieber have to do with sports? That was just a weird story. It was. Um, it didn't have anything to do with sports. That's okay. Right. But it was a follow up to one story that we've had before. I know. I know. Kelly loves. Kelly Justin loves Bieber. Justin Bieber. If I was your g- boyfriend, it's his favorite song. So uh, I like to defend Justin Bieber. Like anybody else does, and I don't think he's done anything that's that bad. If I was nineteen and I had a Ferrari. I'm just being honest. You do the same thing. I probably would have done the same stuff. Uh, doesn't make me a bad person in my eyes. You, the listener, you may it think makes I'm you a, a thug. bad. I mean, clearly I'm a thug. But we're gonna head to a break here. Carlo Kellum, Ashley Danielle, and myself, Kelly. We will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, coming at you this Sunday, right in the heart of college basketball season. I want to remind our listeners, the Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you every Saturday from 9 to 11 and Sunday from 10 until noon by none other than the lawyer for the city, Brandon J. Lawrence, where Jay... Today, J stands for what, Carlo? Julius Randle. Julius Randle. It always stands for justice, but as a Kentucky fan, I'm sure Brandon and Carlo are really hoping that that uh, today, J stands for Julius Randle, and he's able to have a big game against the Shockers. Brandon Lawrence, give him a call, 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Brandon will be calling us right at about 10 till noon, right t- toward the end of the show, as he does every week, to correct us. If we've had any factual inaccuracies today, I, I, we may have. <clears throat> Seems that most weeks, Brandon finds something that he can chime in on and correct us on. we got five games we haven't discussed at all today. The first one we haven't got to is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stephen F. Austin. I forgot they were even in, still in it. The 12 seed. Mm-hmm. Beat you know they beat uh, yeah. Shaka Smart and VCU. What a great game! That was a what hell of a game. What the heck was True. he doing? At, why did he foul him? Uh, great question. Let him shoot. That will haunt him uh, for was, the rest of his life. Did you see the interview with Shaka Smart? He was like, "Hey, it's a learning experience, but it's a tough one to swallow." That's oh. a, yeah, but does that damage Shaka Smart's resume? Does it hurt his resume? Yeah. Well, it's a, it was a young kid. What was he a freshman? Right, freshman or sophomore? He's pretty young. So uh, I, don't, I don't think there was a coaching mistake. It was just a kid making a dumb mistake on the court and just happened to be under the, the brightest spotlight. Do we know huh? that kid? What year was he? Uh, I think he was a freshman. Freshman or sophomore. Brandon Lewis, correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I don't think it hurts his resume, man. It was just one of those fluke plays. It happens every year in college basketball. You shouldn't have kept Madness. it that close if you, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you blow him out or win by 10, 15. I mean, it was like five seconds left, and he fouls him. He gets a four-point play. He goes to overtime. Let him shoot the three. Don't, he didn't have to contest it. Let him shoot it. If he missed, let him get the rebound, put it back. You're still in the lead. 
They're they're taking on Steve Alford's UCLA Bruins. Mm-hmm. There's some interesting stuff happening in the South. There is, you know, they've got uh, Kyle Anderson, the six nine. Call him a forward. Call him a point guard. Call him whatever you will. Very talented guy. They've got the. I believe they still have the Ware brothers out there. Um, Jordan Adams, yeah. Uh, David Ware, Travis Ware. Uh, they got a very talented team out in California for the, the the UCLA Bruins. Should be a good game. The next one seems to really strike a chord with none other than our own Carlo Kellum. Why is that? Why is that? Because Creighton has oh, yeah. a chance to advance I do to, not like to the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Head coach is uh, a McDermott, and his son is the star player who likes to shoot the ball from not only the three-point line. I think he's very overrated. But close to half court. He takes some really what seems to be ill-advised shots, but he's a player of the year. I mean, he's did he win player of the year? Todd? I don't think this came out yet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. But he's a player of the year candidate. So, so they're taking on Baylor. So Baylor Creighton. Creighton's the number three seed. They're, ta- they're going against Baylor, the sixth seed. Well, we know that Carlo has Baylor coming out of the West. So he, he clearly thinks Baylor. He clearly thinks Baylor's winning that game. I do. And I think they're going to prove that McDermott is another other than, what was the guy that played a Gazaga years ago? Adam Morrison. Adam, another Adam Morrison. You don't think he's going to cry on the court like Adam Morrison did, do you? <laughs> you remember that? I hope so, just for Rashawn. I know Rashawn loves McDermott. He thinks he's the greatest player in basketball right now. And we all know the greatest player in basketball is Julius Randle, who has over 19 double-doubles this season. Uh, something no other b- person is doing in college basketball. But McDermott, man, I just don't like him. I don't know. That is just something sure about Gonzaga like I don't very like. very many people. Gonzaga versus Arizona. Versus Arizona? Mm-hmm. Is that how it'll go down? Well, that's who's... Who's We're next? playing today. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I keep saying is I, oh, uh, yeah, Creighton. Versus I mean, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm speaking of. I'm speaking of Creighton. Uh, I gave the example of uh, Doug uh, McDermott, being compared to who's averaging yeah. 26.9 points a game for for Creighton. But Ashley mentioned, yeah, Gonzaga plays today at 9:40, the late game against the one seed Arizona. Does anyone think that Gonzaga? All I really know, to be honest, about Gonzaga is John Stockton's son is on the team. Hmm, I didn't know that. I I mean, I always tend to pick Gonzaga in the tournament because they have like a decent history of performing well in NCAA tournament. But um, against Arizona, that would be interesting to see. Well, the, Arizona is also another team that I'm not very impressed with, but felt like they might make it to the Final Four because of the weakness of that bracket. The The game in between that we haven't talked about is at 8.40 p.m. on TNT. Josh Passner and his Memphis team is taking on the one-seeded UVA Virginia. Anyone have any feelings on that? Uh, I, I think I got Virginia winning that game. Actually, yeah, I do have Virginia winning. It's going to be a tough one, I think. Memphis, you know, they swept Louisville this year. I think I picked, I picked Memphis. <laughs> they did. They're a pretty good team. Virginia, I would say so. Virginia's the best got, team in the uh, in the eight, the American, whatever it's called. AAC. Seriously. Yeah, they swept. They swept Louisville, didn't they? And they had to bow out in the tournament. She must belong to. They didn't have to play. Louisville didn't have to play them. We would have, but they lost. Who did lose? UConn. Hood and brother. That's right. They didn't lose UConn. It doesn't matter. They lost UConn. <laughs> they lost UConn. Be quiet. Um, so UConn has stepped up in the tournament. You know they have been playing well even before we played them um, the AAC championship. 
So I actually did, um, one of my friends texted me last night that UConn beat Nova, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't have that in my bracket. I had them beating them. We beat them three times, Carl. I actually have UConn beating Nova. I have UConn losing to North Carolina in the Sweet 16. You were bashing UConn last week, Carl. Yeah, I, I still am. You said they were not a good team. You did. They can beat Nova. They're not going to so be. So does Nova. that mean Nova's not a good team? They're overrated, I think. They like, were they were projected number one leading into uh, just like Virginia is overrated, just like Arizona. Well, Virginia overrated. beat Duke, right? Doesn't it give him credibility? Does it? I don't know. You tell me. Gave him a number one seat. Uh, Duke clearly just lost, so I'm not sure that says anything that you beat Duke. So let's let's look at the South. We got Florida who beat Pittsburgh, sixty-one forty-five. They're going to take on the winner of USC. the winner of UCLA and Stephen F. Austin. You guys, does anyone out there think that UCLA and Steve Alford, the guy who didn't really even have that great of a record at his last job, what was it, New Mexico? They won't get past UCLA. I mean, I, I had VCU going into the Sweet 16 against Florida. Obviously, that messed up my bracket. So you think that, that Florida will clearly beat UCLA? Florida will be in the Final Four. Mosquitoes <clears throat> have hit Reggie Evans hard. No doubt about that. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, not, I'm just not, after the SEC tournament, I'm not no longer impressed with Florida. Florida and Kentucky is playing the best basketball in the tournament right now. The best basketball, period. Okay, well. Florida and Kentucky is playing some of the best basketball right now. You can't you can't deny that. You can't argue that. It's, it's, uh, you can't Kentucky, debate it. Can't you can't really you argue can't with it. the fact that Kentucky. Did play really well against Florida in the SEC championship game, right? Yeah. They did. They did. Very impressive. I mean, Which was the second game that made me question. And Florida. unlike Louisville, they handled business in the first round convincingly. Convincingly or not, they won. They did, but they didn't look good doing it. It doesn't matter. Every basketball game isn't pretty. <laughs> All right. Certainly aren't. And, and that game last night or yesterday for Louisville was not pretty. Or the night before that. Yeah, that game yesterday was... Ugly as hell. 25 points at halftime. My question for you, Kelly, yes. what's going on with Russ Smith? Because to me... He looks like he's out of it. What? He looks like... And I, I, I see they keep showing his dad and stuff like that. He's too. all mic'd up. Isn't that interesting? That his dad's mic'd interesting. up. I don't really like that, number one. Uh, number two, it looks like uh, Russ Smith made a... He reverted back to sophomore year Russ Smith. Kind of does. He's taken, like... It looks like he's forcing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, Todd? You suggesting Russ Smith smokes marijuana? <laughs> um, I think that if, not... if he did, he would be off the team. Russ isn't a pothead. No, um, <laughs> I don't think so either. But I think that some, it seems like somebody's in his ear or in his head that's telling him he's got to he's got to do something. He's got to like put up all these numbers. He's taking all of these shots that are out of the flow of the offense. Maybe like, his dad. Maybe it is his dad. Which is which is was my initial instinct when I saw him at the game. Um, Do you have a shirt on? Or does he wear, does wear a shirt like Siva's dad? What? No, he, Siva's he, dad would be in the stands with no shirt on. With, oh, the, with Samoan, jersey so on. that makes sense. But that's the moment never wear shirts. But I mean, like that. The stat you know, line whatever. for Russ but, Smith yesterday was seven points, three of ten from the field, zero for two from the three point line, and one of those was an air ball. I want to point out, Vantrese had eight rebounds. Brian Vantrese is playing up. But he is. Over his last five games, he's averaged about 10 rebounds. I just, so, I just want to point out to Brian that he had eight rebounds. He's, he's getting his Dennis Rodman on, as uh, Brian said. You want to look over the Vantrese's last I games? I do not. Vantrese has stepped up. He's <laughs> a senior. He's you know who senior. I've liked is Mango. 
Mango. No, I've liked mangoes. If you guys are dependent on Vantries and Mango to get you to the next level of this tournament, you're sad. That's not what he said. That's definitely not what he said. Carlo, that's not what I said. But I have liked Mango as of late. He has had some, a couple, not many, very impressive block shots where he keeps it in Browns. You know, he led the team in block shots. He did. He did have a couple of He led the team in block shots. He decides to. He's the freaking tallest player on the team. He's supposed to. Oh, God. Like you act like that's a big accomplishment, Kelly. Over, over Van Treese's last, last six games, let me go over his stat line. Rebounds. He had eight yesterday, seven the game before, eight the game before, ten the game before, ten the game before, and 13 the game before that. He's 6'10", 6'9", he should. Well, he is. Right. You're you going to hate yeah. on Yao Ming for being 7'6"? Try 19 double-doubles in one season. Exactly. Oh, gosh. Carlo, what do you say, Julius Randle? Julius Randle's part. He's Carlo, I'll give you this. Julius Randle is without a doubt better than Stephen Van Trees. Thank you. Thank he's you. The, Th- thank you. Thank you very much. He's everyone. the number one draft pick, the best player in college basketball. I want to know how. Other we, than why can't guard. we? Why can't we talk about Louisville basketball and give props to the players that are performing without you being so skeptical and be like, "Well, he's not Julius Randle." <laughs> I did give props to Louisville. They won last night. Actually, let's I, break it down. What, what, what impressed you yesterday about this Louisville team? Nothing. Luke Hancock stepping up. <laughs> right? Finally, no. we get an honest answer from Ashley. I always say honest Finally. answers. I'm not. You weren't impressed by even Luke I Hancock? Was not. I mean, Luke. He had 21 points. I think Three Luke, rebounds, three assists, um, three steals. This was, he's back. Like, we haven't seen this Luke since April. Like, this time last year. Which is like play solid Southern uh, Charleston or one, no, of, one no, of the small schools? No, since maybe national championship game <laughs> that, you were in, that you were watching. Huh? What do you think of the play, Chris Jones? Um, I don't know. I'm. I think I said this like you're not, weeks ago. I'm over Chris Jones, but you're I'm not a Chris Jones fan. I'm not a Chris Jones fan. I am appreciative of the work that he's put in, but I think that he's still selfish at times and he takes some bad shots. And this is something else that I've noticed about Chris Jones is there are certain times on defense he's a pretty good on the ball defender, but when it comes to switching on a screen and roll playing defense, Chris Jones will just drop the ball and He'll then stop. how many open layups did the Cards give up yesterday? I'm not kidding. I think a they lot. gave up 15 open layups, too and many, I know they weren't wide open, but. That's, those, are yeah. those are layups. Those are layups. They they outscored Louisville like thirty to six in the paint or something like that. It's ridiculous. Louisville had some defensive issues, whereas Rick Pitino in years past would never play someone who just screws up on defense that mm-hmm. much. For some reason, he is sticking with Chris Jones. Well, because I... we're talking about practice. <laughs> <laughs> Todd was waiting on that. He one. was. I I'm not sure. Chris Jones sucks on defense. He does. Um, about. Am 50, I getting carried 50 away? Fifty to sixty percent of the time. That's enough to just collapse well, so the defense. Well, so does Luke Hancock. So does Luke Hancock. Okay. And my my um, my point with him is like I had a girl on my team in college that could shoot the lights out sometimes. Like she was streaky, kind of like Luke is. And if she was not shooting the ball well, she had no business on the court. She wasn't even playing D. She was a def- defensive liability on her best day. She's a defensive liability. But when those people are making those shots, they're more it's, energized to exactly, play defense. Better. Exactly. But. Luke Hancock's the same way. That's fair. If he's not, he's a frustrating if he's not hitting player. shots, he has to sit down. And I think that Patino's always going to pick right now Chris Jones to play because he doesn't trust freshmen in, um, in the tournament play as much as possible. You know, I, th- I think that um, Terry Rogier is 
cool. I think he's very... He's cool, but he, he seems like he, the stage is a little too big for him. No, right no. Like I think in the, the times that he's had good shots, he's taken open shots, he's created some good shots for himself in the tournament also, but he's not getting the minute. I, I was just ripping on Chris Jones. And I like Chris Jones. He reminds me of, what is it? World Be Free or Tim Hardaway. I like his jumper. But... Terry Rozier should be getting some more minutes in my eyes. And he should be playing. He played 11 minutes last night. Mm-hmm. Whereas Chris Jones played 28. And like I said, on a, a, a pick and roll, Chris Jones doesn't even know how to switch. How many open layups did that guy with dreads have yesterday? How many wide open layups did that guy with dreads have yesterday? the guy with dreads, his name was Jordair. Did you catch that? Oh, in the, did you catch the commentator talking about his name? A little bit, yes. So his name is Jordair. Where do you think that name came from? Because his parents loved Air Jordan so much. So they put it backwards. Had to have been. Crazy. That's kind of creative. No, that's crazy. I would be really angry with my parents. You could choose to go by another name if you really wanted to. Clearly, he's trying to embrace it. Jordair. It's the Jordan effect. It's the effect that Jordan had on this... you know, era. We we know how many number twenty threes there are out there. Yeah. Anthony Davis wore number twenty three. Uh, LeBron James is number twenty three. We know that before Michael Jordan, Pistol Pete wore number twenty three. But these guys are not wearing number twenty three because of Pistol Pete. It's the Jordan effect. It is. Wasn't there a book written called the Jordan effect? Or the no, that was the Jordan rules, and that was about the the Detroit Pistons and the bad boys and how to foul them and how to take them out of his game. So I think with this Louisville team, I know that that's not what we're looking forward to today. But, Ashley, you and I are both Cards fans. Not a lot to get real excited about. No, we need we need Russ to get back on the bus. Like, I don't know, we need they, him to I wa- don't know where they left him. <laughs> we need him to wake the hell up because he doesn't even look yeah. like he's awake out there. Yeah, we, um, yeah, he needs to be more consistent. I guess Montrez Harrell's playing well. He's okay. Four for nine from the field. He makes, he's even, I, I don't know, I, I'm still. You weren't impressed with I the single person. I wasn't impressed with him yesterday. You weren't impressed with anyone. No, because I, I feel like they all have higher potential. The good news is. What's that? We can go up from here. Yeah. <laughs> Rick's coaching them up still. Yeah, And they have a whole week. They have a whole week. You so. wouldn't expect to have to really coach up a senior guard as much as what Rick is probably maybe, doing with Russ Smith right now. Maybe he's put some pressure on himself to to achieve as much as last year or whatever, which I've seen happen in players crack into that in their own heads, like stuff that they put in their own heads. So I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. I don't I don't expect him to come out next weekend and play like this on, on Would Thursday. Would you agree Friday. that his draft status has dropped to second round status? Was he ever first? Right. Oh, so he's, okay. We're going to preview right. the Kentucky versus Wichita State Shockers game in this last segment. Shockers going to shock the Wildcats. We're also no, I would think that you would be rooting for the cats, so you can. Uh, obviously, she doesn't want revenge. You know, it doesn't matter. Either one of you will be, but my bracket says Wichita State comes out of that game. Okay. We're also going to talk to our man Brandon J. Lawrence, where J stands for justice. Carlo, Ashley, and I will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz.
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Carlo Kellum, Ashley Danielle. Got a great show today. We broke down our Louisville Cardinals. We were brought in by a, a song there. I was right up with it for this season until he did mention Shane, and it was clearly about last year, which is fine. We won the national championship last year. That will forever be etched in stone. The Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz line is 502-384-1450. Please give us a call. Let us know what you think. Will the Wildcats be able to knock off the Wichita State Shockers, the one seed today, and and really shock the world because that would be an eight over a one upset. We'll see. We're going to head to the buzz line now, where we have the caller that goes by the name of Frank on the line. How you doing today, Frank? Uh, hello, I'm doing fine. How y'all doing? Doing great. We appreciate you calling in. Uh, well, I just want to say this: UK is not playing that great. It wasn't for Phantom. Uh, tech file, they wouldn't have beat uh, Kansas State. How do you get a tech file before the game even starts? It's a known rule in NCAA. It's a stupid rule. It's a, it's a That's rule. a really dumb rule. I never even heard of it. I have. That was weird. <laughs> You're not supposed to love a lot of on the court. It. Then you only beat Kansas State by, what, five or six? UK's not playing better than UofL. No one has beaten St. Louis by a wider point margin than UofL has. Right. He played badly and did that. We did 15 points. No one's beaten that bad. You name one team. And Kentucky You're, led the whole Kentucky let the brakes off, by the way, against uh they they, they pumped the brakes. Yeah, right. Against Kansas State. They, you, the, yeah. they no were way. leading the whole game. What are you talking about? There's was no never, way you really believe that. Come on, they you, had a twelve point lead multiple to ta- multiple multiple I can't, can't say even multiple say it. tabs in the game. Can you let Frank talk, please? Go ahead, Frank Nitty. Yeah, you know I hit a nerve because now he's acting crazy. But if we look at the facts, you know, Manhattan knew exactly what we were doing, and we stopped them. They knew how to stop us, and they couldn't stop us. It's like the old, uh, we call it the old uh, Chuck Norris thing. I'm going to slap you on the left side of your face, and guess what? It's not a darn thing you can do about it. They knew exactly what we were doing, and they still lost. Now, University of Kentucky, you went for the refs. I mean, there were some fouls that I saw against Kansas State that I've never even seen called before. That last technical to save your butts was ridiculous. I mean, if you can't, the only way you're going to beat uh, Wichita State is if you have the help from the, uh, from the rest as usual. I mean, that's the way Kentucky does it. Now, Frank, you're, you're clearly a Louisville fan. Will you be tuning into the game today? And, I mean, you don't think that they have a chance to beat Wichita State. I may agree with you. Wichita State's, I mean, they've got a perfect season on the line. Um, what do you think the spread will, I mean, how many points do you think Kentucky will lose by? Well, I don't, I really, seriously, I mean, like Calipari said, we can't win unless the refs are calling fouls. He said that, what, three or four weeks ago. <laughs> I think UK is going to win because they're going to call every foul in the book against uh, Wichita State. I think it's set up very nicely. It sounds like you don't Calipari want you don't want, a, you, you don't want a showdown in the Sweet 16, do you? No, I want a fair game. Louisville doesn't want to. any of Kentucky in the Sweet 16 because you know that you won't make it past the Sweet fair 16. Calipari is going to end. No, sir. Calipari's going to end Patino's no, undefeated sir. streak in the Sweet 16 and hand him his first loss ever. You're ridiculous. In that round. You're brainwashed. If, if we lose, excuse me, sir. If we lose, if we lose with character. I like you guys and your agents. So you can go ahead and say that. Uh, Calipari has had how many schools on probation after he left? You will be no different. Oh. Excuse me. Frank? He, he, he has a perfect record, too. He has a perfect record, too. Let's remember that perfect record. <laughs> Am I wrong? Calipari has. He has a perfect record of having schools on probation after he leaves. Here's so my let's look effect. at that record. Oh. Ooh. Frank, we appreciate the call. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you may be the MVP of the show. Um, thank you very much. Please call in again. 
Yeah, put your money in the UK because the refs are going to definitely help them win this one. All right, have a good day. Great stuff there, man. You can tell when you're talking to a delusional Louisville fan because every time you break up Kentucky, all oh, the refs, the refs, the refs, the refs. Let me, let me, take, let me teach you a teachable moment. Here, Frank. Write this down. I'm going to give you this for free. <laughs> I'm not going to charge you for this advice, man. You know what? Never mind. I am going to charge you for it. Go ahead, Kelly. What's that? No, he doesn't deserve it. Go ahead. I'm going to give him some free advice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So good stuff. We got the 245 today. The Wildcats <laughs> against Wichita State. Um, we're going to have our man Brandon J. Lawrence on the line with us here shortly. Brandon J. That's all right. We had a little bit of technical difficulties there. Brandon J. Lawrence will be calling in in about, what, any minute here, actually. Sure. We should be hearing from him. He'll correct us on our factual inaccuracies for the show today. Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. You have something happen, you get in a car wreck, something happens away from the vehicle, you get hurt, you're entitled to compensation, and Brandon will help you with that. 587-0041. Todd, are we working on channeling our, our, Brandon, our Brandon connection to correct us? All right, Ashley, if you had your choice today, mm-hmm. would you prefer Kentucky? Uh, your bracket aside, let's ignore your bracket. Ignoring my bracket. Would you honestly prefer Kentucky beat Wichita State? And then Louisville had a chance to avenge their not only this loss, but let's be honest, Cal Perry has owned Rick since he's been at Kentucky. Or would you prefer Wichita State won and knocked Kentucky out, kept him out of the Sweet 16? My bracket aside and what I actually think is going to happen. And you wish. I would prefer that we play the University of Kentucky so that people like Carlo can shut up. <laughs> because like I you know said... Can I finish speaking? Wow. Oh, my gosh. So disrespectful. Um, Like I said earlier, before March Madness started, any team that beat Louisville before January, February, it doesn't matter. Because it's a totally different team. The team that we were when we played Kentucky in December, we are not that team today. So... Although we haven't looked like it against either Manhattan... The last two games is not... According to Frank, he did. Well... (laughs) End of the day, end of the day, there's a W in the column instead of an L, so it doesn't matter how we got it. You're right. We won. The name of the game at this point is Survive in Advance, and we have successfully done that in two games. So all of that other stuff aside, that's what champions do. They find a way to win, and that's what we did. So um, end of the day, I would prefer to play Kentucky so that we can beat the brakes off of them and Kentucky fans can be quiet. I, I don't know who's the most delusional, you or Rashawn Myers. I mean, uh Wow. You know what? After today, when Kentucky beats Wichita State, I will be very I'm happy. going on silence for this week on anything Kentucky sports when they play Louisville. <laughs> Kelly, he's going to go on silence I'm, I'm, for I'm the let, week. I'm letting you know and right now that Kentucky's going to beat Kentucky's going to beat Louisville in the Sweet 16. I'm okay, saying so it right when, now. And I'm not going to say anything else after that. He's going to go on silence for a week, and then once Louisville wins, Kentucky's, he's going to be sick next week. He's not even going to be here to talk Kentucky's about it. Kentucky's going to beat Louisville in the Sweet 16. It's going to be fresh. All right. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. We're rounding out the end of our show. Been a great show. Brandon J. Lawrence is on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line with us. Brandon, let me ask you a question. Clearly, you want your, your Kentucky Wildcats to beat the Shockers today. If they win and they go on and then lose to Louisville in the round of 16, will this season be a disappointment? Uh, it'll be a great disappointment because we're better than Louisville. So, yeah, it'd be a huge upset. 
it'll be a great disappointment. No question about it. It'd be an upset to Kentucky fans, not to the rest of the nation. <laughs> look, look, look! You guys are <laughs> suffering from you guys are suffering from a uh, over a over exuberant sense of self. Um, you know, I mean, come on, who was and that guy? Hey, tell that guy that called in last time, man. He needs to listen to Pharrell's happy, man. What's wrong with him? <laughs> he's upset about he's upset about more than basketball, man. He's upset about somebody delusional UK fans. He, yeah, he he's upset about more than basketball. I think uh, Jamal Mashburn took his girl or something like that. Uh, maybe oh he God. needs to get one of those Brandon, gifts from the Duke. No, girl. but Brandon, a couple weeks ago, you said yourself that Louisville was playing best basketball. So why would it be an upset that uh, Louisville um, beats Kentucky? They were playing better basketball, but when I saw that Kansas State game, Kansas State didn't get any any points in the paint. Collie Stein was Zero. blocking everything. He was blocking out the sun. Him and uh, him and uh, Randall. Everybody's they're rebounding, man. They're rebounding. They're crashing the boards. You can't beat Kentucky on the boards. There was one point like in the second going. half that Randall only had what two points. He was not existing in part of the game. A big part of the game. He, He's, he's, he's learned to play within the system. You take, he's a team player. Everybody's a team player. Everybody's a team player. There was still two more points than Van Trees had. Do you, still, <laughs> do you really believe that the U.K. players are team players? They're on the team. They're on the team? <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I mean, why? I don't understand it. I mean, why? Look, if you, if you and Bill are so doggone good, why are y'all worried about us? We're not worried. We're not even, we, we haven't even won the game. We haven't even won the game yet. Y'all, y'all worried. You haven't won the game, and you may not, which is what we're saying. No one's worried about who comes out of that game. Either way, we're going to win. I'm just saying you got you got white knuckles. You got white knuckles right now. I can see you holding on to that control board. You got white <laughs> knuckles. <laughs> you hoping you you hoping you can't uh, win this thing, but you know what? You only delaying the inevitable. They can play right now. They'll whoop them. Brandon, have Don't you matter. got have you had a chance to watch Wichita State play much this year? Yeah, I went down at Evansville because they they're in the same conference as Evansville. I went down at Evansville in February when they blew them out. And, I mean, they got early, early's good. I mean, they basically have the same team as last year. So it's going to be tough. But, I mean, you know, they're playing with that pressure, man. They're playing with that undefeated pressure. And I don't, they haven't played anybody like Kentucky this year with the, with the, uh, with the history, the story, the story program of Kentucky with the All-Americans that we've got. They're giving out big backs oh, at halftime. Your history is not going to oh. help you at 245. <laughs> you hoping it's not. <laughs> I, it's not. They, I, they certainly haven't. They haven't certainly haven't played anyone with the length or athleticism of Kentucky. Brandon, if you take your UK fan hat off, let's take that hat and throw it aside. Maybe even stomp on it. <laughs> who do you, who do you think is going to win at two forty five today, Brandon? Honestly, I, I'm going to tell you. Honestly, I think I, I really, really think. Oh man. To be honest with you, to be totally honest, please, please be UK honest. Is going, UK is going to win it. Uh, win it by two points. You going to win it by two. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Todd wants to know if Tawana told you that. <laughs> two uh, two points. Tawana, I, I'm predicting Tawana, a seven hey, point yeah. victory tonight. Seven points. Tawana's my girl, man. Seven points. <laughs> Tawana's his girl, yeah, so Tawana did tell him that that you can, he mean, calls Tawana, UK by hey, two. And why is everybody talking about you, you guys won by 15. You talking about you played bad. You played the best game of the season. 
You played the best that you could play. No, we didn't. You and peaked. No, we didn't. No, we haven't. Well, okay. we we did beat the uh, team that won the A-10, which I believe put six teams in the tournament. St. Louis won the A-10, A-10 outright. Louisville won at the end of the day. So, I mean, there's no question that it, they advanced. That's what you got to do. They're in the round of 16 now. Brandon, uh, we're wrapping up the end of the show real quick. Um, I know you have a show coming up, which will be released. What, what, what is the date? Tell us about what is it, Out of Bounds? Tell our listeners real quick about what you and Carlo have in store for them. We're going to talk a little bit about everything. You know, we're going to, it's like the other side of sports. Um, you know, we'll talk about the, the social stuff like Oscar, Oscar Pistorius. Should they pay, should they pay, um, NCAA players? Is there, is there, uh, is there equity? I know you got Title Nine, but is there equity, true equity between the genders? Because, you know, you got the female Final Four, and I, and I have to side with Ashley on this. Tennessee, UConn, you know, their programs are up there. It's not better than the men. Tennessee women's basketball gets supported more so than the men's basketball, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think that um, I think it, it is a real true sub-issue that they don't get the national TV coverage that they probably deserve. Once again, so we we'll have, talk about stuff like that. Once again, we have Brandon J. Lawrence on the line with us. Um, he'll be coming at you with Carlo Kellum. On every Wednesday here on 1450 WXVW in a real primetime spot from 6 till 7 p.m. with Out of Bounds. So, you know, that starts at the beginning of May. I'm sorry, the beginning of April. April 2nd. April 2nd will be the debut of Out of Bounds. A lot of real positive momentum going into that show, so our listeners should be sure to tune into it. Brandon, we appreciate you allowing us to be on the air every Saturday and Sunday. Good luck to your cats. I mean it. Good luck to your cats today. And we'll talk to you next week. Anything's possible, baby. Anything's possible. In the words of Kevin Garnett, thank you. Ashley, Carlo, and I will be back next Sunday from 10 until noon for more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. I've lived a life that's full. I traveled each and every byway. Oh, and more, much more than this, I did it my way. Regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. I did what I had to do.